The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you. Andre Salveson is in Las Vegas. Took off early this morning, and he's there now. And uh, He was able to catch up with Coach Smith and a couple of the players. We'll hear from them a little bit later on here on the show. But uh, thanks for tuning in, wherever you may be. If you're in Las Vegas, on your way to Las Vegas, or have plans to go down to watch the tournament, uh, you can stream us online. You don't have to be within our radio broadcast uh, signal area. You can always stream us on our website, 1069thefan.com. And still tune in and participate that way and uh, find out what's going on. As we talk about the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which is now officially underway. We already have one game in the books for the men. Uh, Another game going on as we speak. Uh, Out to a really big lead early on. We'll tell you who that is. Uh, And kind of an upset uh, earlier on in in the standings. So maybe, I don't know, that much of an upset? Still a little bit of an upset. Um and another game going on a little bit later on uh, this evening. Utah Jazz, they're in action tonight. They're on the road. They're in New York. The Knicks, big surprising win over the Houston Rockets the other day. Should that be cause for concern as the Jazz get ready to take on the Knicks? Or does that serve as a good wake-up call to get the Jazz dialed in and not take anybody lightly? So uh, what happened in that game? And could the Knicks do the same thing to the Jazz? We'll take a look at that uh, as well. Uh so there's this whole fear about this coronavirus that's going around. Some of it, okay, it's worthy of concern, but uh, it is maybe getting a little overblown to some degree as well. A uh, lot more people have the flu, the regular flu, and a lot more people die of the flu. But this is new, so we'll make a big deal out of it. Not to take it lightly. I mean, it is kind of a it is a serious issue, but it's affecting things in some areas. In fact, there's a, it's affecting a team in our own state. Now, coronavirus is not in the state of Utah. The virus itself, as we know of today, is not in the state of Utah. But don't let that stop Chicago State. Their men's basketball team, they're supposed to be playing Utah Valley in a road trip. They're supposed to also play at Seattle where there are coronavirus concerns. But um, they, uh, Chicago State has decided, nope, we're not going to do that. We're not even going to go. We're not going to make the trip. Um, so I, I take that back. There is apparently one patient with the virus in St. George, but he was in, uh, it was on a, a cruise ship, and he's been quarantined, and it has been under quarantine. But still, uh, because there's one patient under quarantine. Chicago State's not going to come out and take on Utah Valley. Uh, interesting development. It's the first uh, really major sporting event affected by the coronavirus scare. Will there be more? We're going to have a lot of tournaments, conference tournaments coming up here over the next couple of weeks, and the NCAA tournament. Will it continue to affect college basketball over the next month and a half? Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll get into that as well. And as on Wednesdays, we do our movie quiz. We're doing it a little bit different today besides just me trying to stump Ajay. 
got the interns that are hanging out with us. Adam, the intern, and Gabby. Guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with me so I don't feel lonely here in the studio all alone. Yeah, no problem. This is fun. Besides, you're not alone. You always got us. <laughs> huh, Gabby? Yeah, we're always here. <laughs> always here in the background. Uh, before we get into too many other things, first, just your reactions to this, this Chicago State team. Do you think it's... Are they overreacting or are they trying to be progressive trying to protect their perfect their athletes? I think they're overreacting. I really do. I don't I don't see a reason. Maybe with the Seattle one you can maybe get away with that excuse with the Seattle game that you have scheduled, but the Utah Valley, that makes that makes absolutely no sense. I don't even know if the patient who has coronavirus is in Utah. Does it say if he's in Utah? I'm pretty sure he's still in quarantine somewhere on the coast. Uh he is in Murray. So okay. he is he so, was in uh, on the cruise, and then they shipped him somewhere. We were still under quarantine, and I think now he is in at Intermountain Medical Center at their mothership in uh, Murray. But right, and that that's a good hospital. It's not like people are running in and out of there with coronavirus. Right, they're so taking extra precautions on this thing. Right, exactly. So it doesn't make sense. I think they're overreacting, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think maybe they're just tired of playing basketball and they're ready to be done. I think that's their excuse. But what do I know? So Chicago State's not the only team. Kansas City's men's basketball team, they're not going to travel to Seattle either. Uh, but So all three of those games will just go down as no contests. Yeah. That, Which is weird. Yeah. I, unless there's like a mutual agreement between the schools, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Shouldn't, if you ask me, I feel like that should be a forfeit on Chicago State's side. Right, I mean those those other schools. Utah Valley is banking on having that game. Yeah, not only for an opportunity to have a win, maybe, or to help boost their chances to make it to the NCAA tournament. You got ticket sales. You got concessions. Yep, there's a lot of consideration. Exactly. Uh, currently, there uh, the the commissioner Jeff Hurd of the WAC. He weighed in. Says while disappointed that the situation has evolved as it has. I fully respect the right of any member institution to determine what it believes to be in the best interest of its student-athletes. From a conference standpoint, the necessary adjustments will be made, according to NCAA policy, in order to bracket the conference tournament scheduled for March 11th through the 14th at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Which brings us to the Mountain West, which is in Las Vegas right now. There's this concern as it continues to grow that um, being in a in a place where there's a lot of people in a small confined area, that could be problematic. Is it maybe kind of a blessing in disguise that the Mountain West is having their tournament a little bit earlier than normal, before this thing gets even worse or more out of hand, or more people have more fears about this whole thing? Yeah, I think so. I think the Mountain West played their cards right this time. I don't even think it was a big deal when they scheduled their tournament. Like I didn't even know if Coronas was a thing. And anyways, I think that's I think Mountain West is really dodging a bullet right here by scheduling it early, getting their games early. Then you got to worry about the NCAA tournament if you send a team there. But I mean, you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. I don't know, Gabby. What do you think about this whole coronavirus and sporting events? I don't Overblown know. or <laughs> like taking them right? You, know, you got to be careful. Yeah, but it is a bit ridiculous. Just come play the game. Like it's not it's not that big of a deal. Like, it hasn't been that big of an outbreak in the United States yet, you know? Did, did you see what the record is for Chicago State? What's the record? Uh, they are 4-25 and 25 overall. Yeah. 0-14 yeah. in whack play. <laughs> yeah. Huh. You know what's really – they're just throwing up their hands. Yeah. Like, we suck. 
as it is, we're going to lose. So, so we're going to use coronavirus. Yeah, so, yeah, it probably has nothing to do with that. It's a big boogeyman coronavirus. Yeah. Dumb. We're worried for our players. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Utah Valley, they're currently seventh with an 11 and 18 overall record, five and nine in whack play. Seattle, they're tied for fourth with Kansas City at seven and seven. So, it, it's in, those are important games to determine the overall standings at the end of the year when it comes to conference tournament time. But, yeah. you know, I, I feel bad for the Utah Valley people who were uh, looking forward to another win. They're not going to get it. Well, it just goes down as no contest. You don't get a win yeah. or a loss, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't like that. I feel like the WAC should step in and maybe say, hey, you know, if you're going to do this, it counts as a forfeit, so do you really want to do this? But what do I know? I feel bad for the teams in Seattle. With not, now with the stigma that's surrounding the city because you got the cases there, I feel bad for, like, I'm sure, like, what are you saying? Uh, what What's the college? Washington State? Anyways, well, is any college from Washington, University really? of Washington is there, and then there's a Seattle University. Yeah. Any college from Washington, you're going to have the stigma around them. Like, oh, no, their players got coronavirus. <laughs> if I go there. I'm going to get coronavirus. Just because I crossed their borders. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for colleges that are going to have to carry this around. And you're going to have to say, no, our players are good. We're not sick. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways. Maybe they should run a promotion. Like, free hand sanitizer to the first 10,000 people who walk through the door. Hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I like that idea. I saw this thing from a doctor when they were interviewing somebody about uh, you know, this coronavirus. Again, I don't mean to downplay this. This is a really, there are people getting sick. There are people dying. But let's keep everything in mind. Let's not have to you know, overreact over it. But there was this doctor being interviewed, and they said, what can people do to prepare themselves? You know, what, what can you do? And she, she just looked him deadpan, straight in the face, and said, eat your vegetables. <laughs> nice. Wash your hands. Nice. Have a healthy immune system. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Just handle it like. But everybody's like, oh, I have a cough. Oh my gosh, I have corona. Yeah, exactly. I know. I feel like that's just the day and age we live where people are looking for something to be paranoid about, and this is just the next thing. But as this as this virus is in the United States and it is spreading in some locations, we're going to get into the NCAA tournament where we're having big venues, people from all over migrating to different places. It's not like you just stay in place because the NCAA tournament, we got fan bases going all over the place. And in conference tournaments, we have people coming from all over the place, maybe a little more regionally. But that could be a growing concern. I'm really curious to see what attendance is like this week at the Mountain West Conference. And then I'll be curious to see next week when the Pac-12 is down there, yeah. when the WAC is down there, mm-hmm. West Coast is down there this weekend into, into next. So uh, there's a lot of people from all over the Western United States migrating to Las Vegas over the next week and a half. Yeah. Let alone this some big convention that's going on uh, for construction, which is why the Mountain West couldn't do their regular conference tournament like they normally do. So anyway, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, in other conference tournaments around the country how these fears might affect sporting events. And then does it start to trickle out from there? Like uh, it is an issue in Oregon. Do the Portland Trailblazers start to see problems? With attendance. Uh, what about other NBA cities? And as the Major League Baseball gets going, do we start to see something. So that could be an interesting aspect to keep an eye on from a sports angle of what's going on with this whole coronavirus and as it spreads around the world. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on it, see how it affects things. 
there, like I mentioned, there are games going on already for the men's uh, conference tournament for Mountain West. One game is already in the books: Air Force with a bit of an upset, uh, beating Fresno State seventy-seven to seventy. Air Force was five and thirteen in conference play, and Fresno State was seven and eleven. So a little bit of an upset there. Uh, then there's another game going on right now: New Mexico running away from San Jose. They lead 37-22, to 22, still in the first half, about three minutes to go in the first half. And if New Mexico were to hang on and continue as they are, likely would continue to play well. Utah State would face them uh, tomorrow night. So Aggies, coaches, and players, they're keeping a very close eye on this game that's going on right now. A game later on tonight, to uh, cap it off, is uh, Colorado State and Wyoming. Colorado State is favored by about 10.5 in this one. I would probably take Colorado State to cover. Uh, Wyoming's just not that good of a team. So uh, interesting to see what's going on. And then the games tomorrow kind of depend on what happens today. And, uh, and Adam, you did a little bit of research on this. A little bit of research. A little bit, yeah. On this. Just looking at some of the teams uh, coming into it. So Air Force was a number nine seed. And they beat uh, Fresno State, which was an eight seed. So not a big upset. But um, the the games that we're keeping an eye on is this New Mexico-San Jose. And New Mexico, not really good on the road. So away from the pit, not nearly as dynamic. And I think that should bode well for USU, who played them well. Uh, well, actually, they, they play much better at home. Utah State has has had some great wins in non-conference, neutral site games. Um, New Mexico just really isn't really a very good team, but especially away from home, they're really not a good team. Yeah, definitely. Playing in the pit's a big bonus for them, and as soon as you take away that bonus from them, their team just becomes, I don't know, like your normal Goliath or whatever. Like, you can beat them. It's not that hard. Now, you know, Utah State's not great on the road, but it is a neutral site. Uh, and I think they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder after what happened just last weekend to close out the regular season um, and put some serious doubts and questions about whether or not they'll make it to the NCAA tournament now. But uh, Ajay was able to catch up with uh, Namiyash Keta uh, down there in Las Vegas to get his thoughts about preparing for the tournament, what might happen for the Aggies, and uh, the, the teams that they might have to go through if they want to get to the NCAA tournament again. So here's some of the comments from Namiyash Keta earlier today. As uh, he's down there and Audrey's down there getting ready for their first game, Utah State's first game, which will be tomorrow night. Let's do it again. Go left to right. And you would say you got to practice in it. I mean, what's what's the overall atmosphere and the mood of the team as you guys uh, show up here and start getting ready for tournament play? Um, I just feel that we're prepared. Um, we got the right mindset going into this tournament. Um, I feel that we're going to have a We've been playing the best games that we had all season, the last nine, ten games. Um, and I just feel that we're with the right mindset, everything. I feel that we're going to just play, play through whatever adversity comes through us. And that's the way to win the championship. You talk about adversity. Obviously, you've had some throughout the year with some injuries. The team you know, has had a few bumps along the way. How has all of that helped prepare you guys for this moment? Um, I think it helped us a lot. Um, we... We literally fought through every every type of adversity that we we could have, um, injuries, um, whatever could could possibly happen happened to us, and I feel that 
we prepare for whatever happens and we learn from all those experiences, I think that we're in the right path. Right Is there a certain opponent you'd rather face tomorrow? No, not really. Whoever comes, I think we're ready for it. And having played both of them recently, that has to help you guys prepare. Yeah, a lot, a lot. The last, few, the last two games were against those two teams, so it should be pretty fresh in our minds. If it is New Mexico, what do you guys need to do to fix things uh, to come out on top? Um, I think that we just got to take be well, better, better care of the ball. Um, we cannot take, uh, we cannot have as many turnovers as we did, especially me. Um, I feel that we need to improve on that. And I think we're going to be on the right path for it. Is this why one of the reasons you came back to join this team? Yes, totally, totally. I wanted to get another one. How does that kind of color how? how you see this journey and then the next week and then time after that. Like, which way? How, how do you, like, does it change your perspective on it? Does it make it more important to you or does it just... Like, yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, especially after, after all that we've been through, it wouldn't be bad, but it would just, it would just feel, feel a little bit short if we didn't get it. Justin Bean's one of been one of the biggest surprises in the Mountain West Conference. What has it been like to play with him? Um, ben is a really good player. Um, we've been, we could tell he was going to be like this good for for a minute. We he just didn't have the opportunities to 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 prove it. And I think that he's he's been taking advantages of all the opportunities he's been taking. And I think he's been doing a really good job. And I think he's a really big key. We need him to be really really good for us to win it again. You mentioned winning it last year and you want to do it again. Is that an experience you can draw on that helps you guys prepare again this year to, to make another run? Is that an experience you can use to teach some of the younger guys on the team about it? Yes, uh, I would say so. Um, having the experience of winning and knowing what, what we have to do to win, um, it's a lot easier than last year when no one had an idea of how to do it. Um, we just Last year it was more of a, let's see where we can go. Let's see where, what, what happens next. But this year, the mentality is to win it all. Kevin, we don't know if this is it for you. If it is, what have you enjoyed most about playing for the Aggies here? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm, we're, we're, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It's still, I'm still worried about the present. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Oh, IJ with the awkward question at the end. That's why we love him. No, <laughs> uh, I think that some of the things that Neem uh, we talked about was learning from the adversity that they've gone through. Um, you never want a, a, a team to lose, but if you are going to lose, maybe it's uh, uh, you know, do it in a way that is going to provide fuel for, to, for you to correct little mistakes that we're making or the lackadaisical approach and uh, come in with more of an urgency, sense of urgency, hair on fire. Let's get this thing done. We can't afford to make any, or take anything lightly. Uh, so yeah, it was still a bad loss for Utah state to lose it in New Mexico, but he's got the right attitude. The team has the right attitude that, yeah, they know they let that one get away from them and they, they can't take anyone lightly and they got to go take care of business this week. So Big uh, big weekend for Utah State. It gets started tomorrow on our sister station, KVNU. They'll be starting their pregame coverage starting at 6 with Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, uh, breaking it down, a full one-hour pregame. And then as soon as it's over, coming on again and letting you uh, weigh in on what you saw at the game uh, with Utah State taking on, likely it looks like, New Mexico. 
as they continue to take care of business. Uh, it's uh, at halftime now, and they lead San Jose 45-29. to And uh, right now the early uh, leaders for New Mexico, and San Jose will let you have some pretty significant leaders, uh, but they already have three players. New Mexico already has three players in double figures. Uh, Maluak has 14 points, a couple of steals, four rebounds. Uh, Jackson has got 10 points. Manigault's got 10 points and uh, getting a little bit of help off from their bench, but not a whole lot. Um, but I, ideally for USU, they could take care of business against New Mexico early and create some separation to give their guys a little bit of rest to get ready for the next round as it gets more and more challenging as they go. So uh, best to get take care of business as, as early as they can against the likely will be New Mexico tomorrow night. All right, we're going to take a step aside here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, let's do the Full Court Press movie quiz. I've prepared something. I've been practicing in my cubicle on the other end of the building. Different voices. Uh, I've got the audio, and I'll see if I can stump Adam and Gabby in this week's Full Court Press movie quiz. You guys ready? Yeah. Do we have to do the annoying warm-up that RJ always does? Uh, No. Okay, yes. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, as long as we don't got to do that, then we should be good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to boost up the segment. There we go. All right, very good. So that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Stick around. Eric Franson, along with the interns, Adam and Gabby. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, by the way, we did want to we, we uh, do want to remind you if you want to weigh in on anything that we're talking about, you can always text in 435-339-0321. You've got an opinion about what we're talking about. 435-339-0321. And uh, 4768 did text in. He says, why are people freaking out? I think that March Madness shouldn't be affected. Hopefully teams like Chicago don't ruin it for everyone. I agree. I agree. I hope teams don't say, look, they did it, so it's okay. It's socially acceptable. Chicago's is also, Chicago State's also a really, really bad basketball team. So they probably didn't want to make the trip anyway. But yes, there are some concerns in Seattle. They're not the only ones. Kansas City, they're also not going to make their trip to Seattle. But uh, as this continues, as we have more people coming together from various locations to watch these games, hopefully it doesn't make things worse. All right, it's time for our Full Court Press Movie Quiz. You guys ready? Heck yeah. Yeah. This is a first. You guys have, haven't had a chance to guess on these, have you? Yeah, I've got to sit in on them, but I've never been a part of them. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I've never been a part of them, so... We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a reason. It's weird. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on here. Of course, when I'm ready to go, the computer isn't. All right. Before I get into it, we have to set the stage properly, right? Right. right. Okay. We all agreed here in studio that we're not going to do what Ajay normally does when that plays. Yep. Okay. 
Here we go. Give him the business. Ball up. Hey, young brother, you better watch that. Aren't you going to get in your stance? I am in my stance. Don't worry, Grandpa. We'll get you home in plenty of time for NCIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the show I know, even the bum isn't as broke as your jump shot. You want to see it rain? Let it rain. Raindrops, 2 nothing. Next basket wins it. It's getting to be about that time, ain't it? Yeah, give it to him. This game is over. Crossover. Whoa. It's time for you to change your pin number because you just got robbed. Come on back. Come on back. Want me to tell you your first mistake? One, you got too cocky. It's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, young brother. Then two, giving up your lead hit. You might as well unlock the door and have your wife tell me where the china is. I wouldn't do that either if I was you. I get buckets. Shut up, old man. Come on, young blood. This game is all mental. Hand down, man down. Anybody got a GPS? We'll need a whole new zip code on that one. Game point, young blood. Whatever. Ready? You still don't believe, do you? <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say the last because I definitely give it away at the very end. So that is our full court press movie quiz. Any guesses as to what that classic sports movie might be? Well, I think we can narrow it down to a basketball movie. Yeah, which means I'm out. I got no guesses for basketball movies. <laughs> okay. Um. There's a lot of trash talking going on. There was a lot of trash talking. So it's probably not going to be like an older basketball film because that wasn't really a big thing. There's an there's an older player involved. Sounded there's like an older he was, player. Sounds like he was trashing on some young player. You know, beating him up a little bit. Um, if I had to guess, I'm gonna have to say Uncle Drew. Okay, Adam says Uncle Drew. Gabby? I have no idea. <laughs> not even You're not even going to proffer any guesses. No. All right, we'll play the clip. And then if you want to change your mind or if, Gabby, you get inspired, tell us what you think. Here is a movie clip from our Wednesday Full Court Press movie quiz. Get him the business. Ball. Ball up. Hey, young fella. You better watch that. Aren't you to get in your stance? I am in my stance. Don't worry, Grandpa. I'm gonna have you home in plenty of time for NCIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, for sure I know though. Even a bum ain't as broke as your jump shot. Give it to him, Jay. You wanna see it rain? Let it rain. Paint drops. Two nothing. Next basket wins. It's going to be about that time, ain't it? Uh. Yeah, give it to him. This game is over. Cross him! It's time for you to change your pin up, because you just got robbed. Come 
all back. Jay, come on, son. Yeah. You want me to tell you your first mistake or your second? What's the matter? You forgot the score? One, you got too cocky. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, you blood. Come on back. Come on back. And then two, giving up your lead hit. You might as well unlock the door and have your wife show me where the china is. I wouldn't do that either if I was you. Oh, oh come on, Jay! No, 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 no! You oh. cooking your boy. Me? Go back on play with them kids, man. I get buckets. Shut up, old man. All your blood. Check ball. This game is all mental. All mental. Anybody got a GPS? Come on, Jay. You know, I'm gonna need a whole Man, new up, zip code on that one. <laughs> Game point, young blood. Whatever. You ready? Yo, I'll give you that. Nah, nah, don't give him that. You still don't believe, do you? Don't do him like that, Uncle Drew! Young blood. Good game. There it is. There it is. Uncle Drew. I figured we got some young kids in here. Ish kids. Ish. I figured I probably ought to take something a little more contemporary. Yeah. In our yeah. movie quiz. Yeah. That was good. The high chance that you would get it, but it was basketball related, so Gabby was Yeah, out. I know. There was no way I was going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. I've seen clips of it, just kind of like watching trailers and stuff. But like, isn't Shaquille O'Neal in it? It's got a lot of NBA legends. Yeah, in it. Shaquille they O'Neal, up. Chris Webber, Reggie Miller. Uh, pull it up. See who else is in. It's got a lot of uh, got Kyrie Irving as the main character. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Kyrie Irving is Uncle Drew. Um, I watched it. Um, well, intermittently. My eight-year-old loves it. Uh, okay, that's interesting, and it's good for about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then the rest of it, I don't know that I could really stand. That's uh, what I've heard too. Yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. Aaron Gordon's in it. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he switches teams and he's going against these guys. Yeah, the end. Yeah, it's got some funny moments. Oh yeah, it's got some funny moments. Yeah, good old Uncle Drew. Uh, you know the whole how that started? I have no idea. So Kyrie Irving would dress up as an old man, like in this movie, and he would go to to uh, to the famous basketball courts, and he would do the whole "I'm an old man on a basketball court," and all of a sudden he'd do all of his ball dribbling skills like he's crazy at, and everybody would be out of their minds like, "Look at this old guy!" Of course, he'd have him film him, and right? Yeah, and uh, and then Pepsi somehow got involved and would sponsor these, and he'd go around and do all these. And it became viral, and everybody loved these, and so they decided, it's just so fun, let's make a full-blown movie out of this. <laughs> it's a great idea. What's great for 30 seconds should oh, be yeah. great for two hours, right? For sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway. well. Entertaining for a few moments. Yeah. To see the old guys, old NBA legends, dressed up as even older guys. <laughs> but uh, there you go. There you have it, our Full Court Press movie quiz on Wednesday. All right, uh, coming up here in just a little bit, let's uh, let's hear from Coach Smith. He's down there in Las Vegas. The team's getting ready for the Mountain West Tournament. And uh, we'll hear from him, hear his comments, as the Aggies are getting ready for likely going to be New Mexico, who still has 
uh, just as the second half is getting underway, they have a 45-31 to lead over San Jose. USU will face the winner of that game. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, we'll hear from what he has to say. We've also got um, some comments from uh, Sam Merrill. We'll hear from him a little bit later on. Utah Jazz are in action tonight. So let's going to cut into our show a little bit. We will air that at 5.30 here on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Pre-game starts at 5.20. So we'll be out a little bit earlier than normal on uh, on a Wednesday coming up next hour. But uh, as, as always, if you want to weigh in, we'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts about the tournament as it's getting underway. 435-339-0321. If you want to text in and weigh in here on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Do you guys see what's going on next door? Yeah, well, what is that? That looks fun. Yeah, can we do that? <laughs> you can bring your banjo and bass. And guitar. Guitar. Yeah. 10-gallon hat. Yeah. Anytime you want, Gabby. <laughs> okay. I'd yeah, love I to hear you play, yeah, too. Yeah, I want to see Gabby grind down on a guitar, man. That'd be hilarious. We got like a full-blown <laughs> set going on. Yeah, over. that looks fun. We got like, it looks like they even have like a little karaoke machine or something. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know. Man, they even get water, too. Man, that's nice. Oh, what? Yeah, they brought in water bottles for them. Oh, Man, we are so gosh. underappreciated. It's because we're in the small studio, and they're in the big studio. Yeah, they got to have all the fun. I know. We just watch them through the window. I know, in. right? It looks like you're having fun. Hi, guys. Playing music and stuff. Man, look at them laugh. That looks fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Utah State's down in Las Vegas. Getting ready for the Mountain West Tournament. Games are already going today. One game has already been decided. Air Force in a minor upset over Fresno State. But i got to say, that's it's been a really disappointing season for Fresno. I, I get it. They had a lot of great players that graduated and then left. But, man, it's, I think to finish how they did is pretty disappointing still. Um, but uh, right now, New Mexico... Um, leading San Jose, though San Jose coming out kind of a, with a spurt here in the second half. They're making a run. They're closing the gap. New Mexico leads 47-36. to 36. Utah State is just hanging around tonight watching this game with interest because Utah State will face the winner of this game, likely New Mexico, in a rematch of a game that happened just this last weekend between the Aggies and the Lobos down in Albuquerque. Uh, that game will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow. And our pregame coverage on our sister station, KVNU, will start at 6 with a full one-hour pregame. Al Lewis will break it down with with uh, Jalen Moore. And then the game will be shown on CBS Sports Network. And then as soon as it's over, they'll be back on the air breaking it down. And, uh, yeah, whether it's the last game of the year or if there's another game to be played, uh, all, how that plays out. If Utah State loses tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. NCAA tournament is definitely out of the question. For sure. And NIT, you're begging to be in the NIT. And I, yeah, even then, NIT is questionable. Yeah. Because, man, why not take a hot UNLV or mm-hmm. a solid Boise? Yep. But, um, yeah, it's really questionable. So Utah State has to win tomorrow night. Yeah, this is must-win situation now. 
Uh, Craig Smith, Utah State head basketball coach, met with the media earlier today as uh, the teams are there in Las Vegas. And Ajay got a chance to uh, be a part of the media scrum to talk to Coach Smith and find out his thoughts about preparing for the tournament and their likely opponents. Coach, what's the tone right now after your, after your practice here? How are you feeling? Uh, I thought we had a great practice. Uh, it's an exciting time of year. Certainly March Madness is upon us, and there's a lot of adrenaline, a lot of enthusiasm, um, certainly with our team, but I would say the same for um, all 11 teams that are here. You know, everybody's 0-0, zero and zero, and everybody's chasing um, an opportunity of a lifetime, and, and that's to play in March Madness. How, how much do you want to curb that, that adrenaline and enthusiasm, or, or do you want that to kind of ramp up at, at this time? We don't curb any adrenaline, enthusiasm. I believe that's a big part of the whole feeling, and that's, um, you know, a lot of these guys have dreamed for 18 to 24 years of, uh, playing in a conference tournament to get to the ultimate goal, and that's to play in the NCAA tournament. And not only get to the NCAA tournament, but win when you get there. And so I think that's a big part of the college experience is you learn a lot about yourself through your feelings, through your emotions, um, and you learn how to channel that, and you learn how to handle that, and certainly specifically with our team. Um, we do have nine newcomers, but we have six guys that um, went down that path last year where nobody expected anything from us, and we were able to... Um, win the Mountain West regular season title in the conference tournament and then certainly play in, in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, this is, uh, um, sometimes you have to pinch yourself because it's like, wow, we really get to do this and it's an exciting time. What do you do in a practice like this when you don't know who you're going to play? You know, we really concentrated on ourselves. Um, certainly, we, we've been playing very good basketball over the last five weeks. Certainly had a setback the other night. Um, so you're always fine turn, tuning. Um, we have room to grow still, uh, without a question, and um, so we're fine-tuning some things on both ends of the floor, um, but yet, you know, kind of preparing for both teams, and the good news for us specifically is our last two games of the regular season were against New Mexico and San Jose, so they're familiar with us, we're very familiar with them, and so we um, just more of a precision practice uh, and execution practice. And, uh, and I liked what we accomplished today. Can you do anything later today when you find out who you're playing? Yeah, and that's the old adage, right? Like, the, you can sit here and work on one team, but then if that doesn't work out, now you're doing double duty. And so um, our guys are going to have a chance to watch the first half um, here in person and then, you know, on TV later. Um, and, and, um, and then we'll get together and watch film on whomever it is and do our walkthrough and go from there. Coach, you feel like your newcomers are ready for this stage? They better be. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's the old adage, right? The freshmen are sophomores. The the you know Alfonso Anderson and Kuba, our junior college kids, are are beyond that next stage, and, and they need to be. And it's that time of year. And you know, I always say we have three seasons. You have the non-conference play, you have conference play, and now you have postseason play. And and all of that leads up to this point. Those the trip to Jamaica and playing LSU and playing Florida on what they say was a neutral court, but it wasn't. You know, it was basically a road game and, and playing at St. Mary's and playing, you know, BYU in the Vivint Center. You go through all, and then obviously the, the grind of league play, you combine all that stuff and that prepares you, it better prepare you for postseason play. And, but that's also the beauty. It's, it's one and done now. It's not like the NBA playoffs, right? You win and you keep playing and you lose and, and nobody knows what's at stake. So um, that's what makes it thrilling and such. it's the best 
um, sporting event in the in the country and in, in all of our opinions, right? On the other side of that coin, uh, you had a couple players, Sam and Nini, who came back. I mean, this is what they came back for, right? Like for this moment to do to go farther than than last year. How have you seen that projected um, in their in their practices yeah. and in their Sam has been steady Eddie all year. I mean, obviously his accolades speak for himself and what he's done in his career. But he, at the end of the day, and they said this before, I, well, right when I got hired, you're going to love coaching Sam Merrill. And despite all his talents, all he cares about is winning. So he's number, number three all-time leading scorer in Utah State history, number two all-time in assists. It's almost unheard of um, in a great league in the Mountain West Conference. But certainly all he cares about is winning. And to be able for us to be able to do what we did a year ago, and we've been very, very driven to what we're doing. Nimi's the same way. Uh, Kata's route has been a little bit different, though. First of all, he's only a sophomore, but got hurt this summer, and so he's had a bit of a tumultuous season in terms of the the rehab part of things. Coming back, and then he gets hurt again. Not the same injury, right? And just and then working himself in the shape. You know, his first game back, he's playing 10 minutes, and then it's 18 minutes, and so on and so forth. So, um, but I like where he's at. He's looking as good as he's ever looked right now. His conditioning is very, very good right now, and, and it's only going to keep getting better. So that's why they're here. You know, they want to do some damage, um, certainly in the Mountain West, and then hopefully on the, on the national level. Have you seen that fire kind of projected? Yes, they're, um, yes. <laughs> You talked about being able to do it last year. Is that an experience you can lean on a little bit to, to prepare these guys? Is that something that they can they can draw on? I think anytime you go through those experiences, that I think those things really really help you. Um, I think you find out a lot about yourself. Um, you know, and if you would have asked me that question last year, I would have said no, it doesn't matter um, because none of our guys have been there, right? And so, um, but I do think there is a level that you can draw on, and 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 there's also a level of trust to be able to look at your teammates and your coaches and vice versa and say, you know what, I know what you're, how you're going to perform in this type of environment. I know how you're going to handle this type of a situation. And so um, I think it helps. And what about you for personally? I mean, now your second year run through this. Is there anything you learned personally as a coach last year that you've taken this year? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I've been, I'm getting old, so I've been around this a long time. And I was an assistant coach in the Mountain West Conference, so I was familiar with the surroundings and kind of the protocol and the environment and had a good feel for that. And I mean, I was a small school coach at Mayville State University and we played in the national championship game. So I've been very fortunate um, in 24 years of coaching to be on some really, really good teams and some bad teams and everything in between. I think you draw from all those experiences. Coach, you've had some issues with, or the team has had some issues with, with these double-digit leads and then having yeah. to either slip away or, or you've been able to stave off a team from coming back. But how how do you prevent that from happening? And what's happened in those situations? Yeah, I mean, certainly the, you know, we had a um, our second to last, well, I guess our third to last loss, you know, about six weeks ago. That was just a crazy, bizarre set of circumstances where almost, uh, you know, the one kid just literally went crazy on us and we made some mistakes, made our free throws, missed some, some wide open shots and, and it was kind of the perfect storm and, and sometimes that happens. Um, the other night was a tough one obviously on the road and I thought when we got the, um, the what do you call it, the, the, the foul, flagrant where the flagrant two, thank you, where Porter was ejected, then the fans really got into it. And, in, but you got to give them credit too. You know, Burrito makes a three to go up four, 
and then they score back-to-back plays and get an and one. And so sometimes that happens. You've got to be able to finish games, right? And, and you've got to be able to eliminate losing. And that's not turning it over, make your free throws, right? And then get finished possessions with defensive rebounds. And so um, that's sports, you know, over the duration of the year. Uh, we flipped that. We did that to some other teams, right? And that's what winning teams do, though, is they finish games. And uh, we were able to do that at Florida. LSU, we were down 21 with... I don't know, nine minutes to go and found a way to win. And so um, there's ebbs and flows in the season, and the key is you can never get too high, never get too low, and, you know, steady the ship. But um, we got to do a better job of finishing. So there's Craig Smith earlier today. Uh, interesting you know, comments about going into a tournament when you don't know who you're going to face just yet. And at this stage, when you're at practice, it might be San Jose, it might be New Mexico. Both teams, the Aggies just barely played. Um, it's, you have a pretty strong guess which of those two teams is going to come out of it. But still, Utah State trying to work on a few things, just fine-tune themselves. And then I thought it was an interesting question about how Utah State has given up pretty big leads this year. Uh, sometimes it's cost them. They weren't able to close it out. Other times they uh, they were able to stave off those late to minute runs, but certainly they're they're not immune to it, and they haven't quite all the way figured it out because it just happened to them this last weekend. So um, this is going to be an exciting tournament, and it's a, an important one for USU. Um, they've got to get past New Mexico, a, a team that has multiple guys that can attack the rim and multiple guys who can shoot on the outside. Jackson is going off so far in, in this game right now. He's already hit four three pointers. He's got 23 points, and they're not even at the halfway point in the second half. So uh, if they can keep this pace up, I'd imagine they'd probably start to rest some of their main starters to get ready for USU. But um, anyway, some interesting comments there from from Coach uh, Craig Smith. If you want to weigh in and uh, uh, share your thoughts about what he had to say, what we heard from Nimi earlier, 435-339-0321. I uh, just got this text in, thanks to a 9315. It says, really hoping we get New Mexico so they can show them and uh, redeem last game. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think that uh, Utah State would be eager to face New Mexico again. That that was an anomaly, what happened in Albuquerque. Um, I think if they play them nine times out of ten, Utah State wins. Or excuse me, ten times out of ten, Utah State wins nine and Nine times out of those ten games. Um, it just uh, fluke the way that it, that happened. But I think USU would be eager to face the Lobos again. And, and I think especially good that it was happened that recently. If this that game happened to them two months ago, it's not going to be fresh on their mind. They won't have the same level of attitude going yeah. into the game. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I think Utah State should be hoping for New Mexico to win. Not just because they're the better team, but because of what happened, and I think they'll be more dialed in, more focused. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to play in that revenge game factor, especially with it being so close as it was. It was just last week, and so I think that's definitely going to be on the Aggies' mind. And they can say it's like, oh, it's just another game, it's just another team we line up to play against. But no, that's a big deal, especially with the way it ended. It ended on some weird plays, things like that. The Aggies know they're better than that, and they're going to play better than that. And yeah, I think you know this is just. Adam the intern throwing out wild projections. <laughs> I think the Aggies beaten by at least ten. Yeah, nine three one five. I don't think you're the only one that's hoping that USU gets New Mexico oh, tomorrow yeah. night. 
All right, got to step aside. Another quick timeout. And when we come back, uh, let's preview the Utah Jazz a little bit. They're facing the New York, New York Knicks tonight. We'll have pregame at about 520, tip-off at 530 here on The Fan and the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Utah Jazz taking on the New York Knicks tonight. They're on the road in New York. The Knicks, yeah, they're a pretty bad team. They don't have very many wins on the year. They just uh, have made some changes. They hired a new team president. Uh, they fired their coach back in December. Uh, the, the president was dismissed in February. So it's kind of a mixed uh Messed up bag there. And AJ talked about all the other craziness with Spike Lee yesterday. But uh, the Knicks beat the Rockets yeah. on Monday night. I feel like people forget about that. They won a big game. Big game. And they did it by exploiting Houston's small ball mentality, something the Jazz have not been able to do. For some reason. So I really, really hope the Jazz are taking a very close look at that uh, New York tape from two nights ago to see how they uh, attack Houston and win. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the game and the matchups coming up next hour and hear from Sam Merrill. Stay tuned. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. No matter who's to blame for Spike Lee's spat with the Knicks, ultimately the team will be the loser in this situation. Spike Lee apparently was turned away from an employee entrance, and the situation blew up. The team called his actions, quote, laughable. But with a few exceptions, you never mess with a celebrity fan. The Lakers let Jack Nicholson argue with officials. Drake has so much power with the Raptors, he could probably check into a game and play. And Billy Crystal deserves a statue in L.A. for sticking with the Clippers through all of those lean years. The Knicks have plenty of celebrity fans, but none of them are as valuable as Spike. His back and forth with Reggie Miller in the playoffs is part of NBA history. He may have gone too far, but the Knicks could use any loyal fans they can get. Like him or not, Spike Lee has been there through thick and thin, and hopefully for the team, they'll find a way to keep him in the building, whether they're winning or not. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.